Sissy, I have a question for you. Queso or guac? Well, I'm used to us asking that question, but not answering it. But I think I would choose queso. How would you feel about queso being central to your dinner tonight? Oh, I love that plan. Thanks to one of our sponsors, that can be your reality. Factor is helping me make red pepper queso chicken tonight. That sounds amazing. I love Factor. I just made a green chili pork and pico de gallo bowl. Did it bowl you over? (laughs) It did. (laughs) With Factor, you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule? Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash rbg50 and use code rbg50 to get 50% off. That's code rbg50 at factormeals.com slash rbg50 to get 50% off. Hey friends, welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. And I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you joined us for this conversation. Let's dive in. Hi, David Thomas. Hey, Sissy Goff. I'm so glad to be back with you talking post-summer. We have not been in the same room in a couple of months. We have not. You've been at camp. I have been at camp and you've lived a lot of life. I have indeed. We've had a lot of things going on this indeed. summer. Well, we both have, I think. I know. No question about it. I'm so glad we're back here. Me too. Okay. I want to hear your, well, as we talk with families about doing highs and lows around the dinner table, I want to hear your high and low of the summer. I have a feeling I know the low part. But. You definitely do. So... My low is still really hard to talk about. Yeah. But um, this summer, we got really hard, sad news that our sweet 12, almost 13-year-old Labrador retriever, Owen, who's been at work here with me for over a decade, Mm -hmm. um, had cancer, and we had to put him down and was hands down not just the hardest thing I've done this summer, but the hardest thing I've done in a long time. And he was a beloved member of our family. And so just has been a lot of sadness at our household. And you know better than anybody Mm. how these amazing creatures just become part of our lives Mm. and our families. And Mm. so 
Yeah, just a lot of grieving. No yeah. question. That's been my low. What's yeah. been your low of the he summer? He was such an important part of our staff at yeah. Daystar and the things we would talk about. I mean, I hope we keep telling Owen stories on the road because he just had such a great little sense of humor and he was so he sweet. Did. He was a sweetheart of a guy. He, he was really a was. a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. And it, we've talked so much, I think, back and forth about grief and about what you said about the only way to get through it is to go through it. I mean, absolutely. to cry the tears and feel You all cannot the go around it, under it, over it. You just have to move through it. And, you know, it's been the sweetest to be with people like you who let me talk about him and tell stories and remember him and... Um, there's been this ongoing grief because I realize how many kids I've met with over the years who were so attached to him. And I saw a teenage boy yesterday who's a junior in high school who I've met with for years and has known him since he was a puppy. And he walked in and we were talking for a quick minute and he looked over and saw his bed wasn't here. And he was like, where's Owen? And mm. I said, buddy, something hard's happened since we were together last. And he just the the way that kids and adolescents respond in those kind uh, of moments, you know, just a, a real tenderness. He loved my dog. And he was like, will you just stand up right now? Can I hug you? Can I give no, you a hug right now? David. Yeah, this big old football player of a boy. Aww. And he just like, I love that guy so much. And I was like, I know you did. And he loved you. I have a dozen memories of him just all over you when you would walk in this room oh, and you would let him. Cry. I know. So just... Um, the gift of being able to mm. remember him with a lot of amazing people. So thanks for asking. Mm. What's been your I, low point well, of the summer? I keep just I keep wanting to talk about Owen longer, <laughs> but um, you know somebody put on Instagram when we announced it on Raising Boys and Girls, they requoted, and I'm not going to remember it exactly, but that Billy Graham said something like, "If heaven is the place where we have all the things that we've loved and have made us happy, then I'm certain dogs will be there too." And Amen. Just, oh my goodness. And it makes me think, I don't know if we can announce publicly. Do you think we can announce publicly what's coming next for us? I don't know. Wouldn't be the first time we put our foot <laughs> in our mouth with it. I think we should, because just as we're talking about how much we love and the importance of dogs, you tell them. We have been given this incredible opportunity by our publisher that we are going to get to write some children's books. Yes. We've never had an opportunity to do that, and we're just kind of losing our minds. Losing our because minds. Because we are great lovers of children's books, yes. both of us. And the topic makes it even more exciting that because so many people have been attached to the Daystar Dogs over the years, then mm -hmm. our series is going to be about the Daystar, the Daystar Dogs. Dogs. And, and we're going to talk about self-regulation. We are. We're going to talk about worry and anxiety for little ones. And we're going to write a book about losing dogs and how Absolutely. to help kids grieve. I'm so excited about them. I can't even wait. I know. Who's the topic of our first children's book? The topic book? of our first is Lucy, which means I got to get to, I got to get this book launched and then I got some work to do. Okay. So the low of my summer, it's going to sound really silly compared to yours, but if I was going to really tell you the truth, bugs. <laughs> you can say that. I have been at the lake all summer. It's been so hot. That's my number two. But the bugs, I've never seen anything like it. Mosquitoes, chiggers, everything. And, you know, we moved into a new lake house and we had fleas. So I feel like I just was living in the midst. I mean, even at our new house, I would wake up and I would find like six bugs in my bed every no. morning. And I hate bugs. In fact, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but 
you know, the Longs who were the family that lived next to us when yes. I was growing up that are like my second family. And Lauren, who babysat me a lot, would say the only way I would let her pick her up, pick me up when I was little was if she told me I had a bug. She'd be like, sissy, you have a bug. And I would say, homie, homie. I mean, I just hate, <laughs> have hated bugs my whole life. So anyway, that was my low point and of the summer. And you've been bunking in with them, all kinds of them this summer. That's I have, terrible. Which, is, which says a lot about the summer, if that's my low point, because that's a really silly any of us can survive bugs, but I'm I'm very sad with you about Owen. I'm, we'll miss you. him forever. Can picture his cute face. Thank you. Okay, flip side. Tell me your high of the summer. I would say my high for the summer. You know, with my kids being young adults now, it's just trickier than ever. They live in different states and are all over the place with work and school and all those things. So we're just not in the same house very often. And we were for one weekend this whole summer and some friends invited us uh, to, were generous with giving us their um, mountain house. And we went and spent a few days just hiking and playing cards and cooking great food and laughing. And it was hands down my high point of the whole Mm. summer. It's at the very beginning of the summer and just the perfect kickoff. That's so fun. Sissy, how are the boys doing knowing that summer is winding down? Oh, Henry is definitely going to miss being up at the lake together as a family and with all these kids at camp. But you know there is one summer routine we're going to keep the school year. Our KiwiCo projects. That is a wonderful idea. KiwiCo has been creating awesome family experiences for the last 10 years with over 40 million crates delivered. If you're not familiar with KiwiCo, it's a super cool subscription for your kids that offers fun and enriching science and art projects, encouraging them to create, explore, stay off their screens, and connect with you. What's been Henry's favorite project this summer? Actually, we've been trying their yummy crate, which brings together science and cooking. Henry loves the food, and I love cooking together. Next time, you need to invite me. I'm happy to be a taste tester. Savor the rest of summer with KiwiCo. Right now, get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com. Promo code RBG. 50% off your first month, plus free shipping at KiwiCo.com. Promo code RBG. KiwiCo.com. Promo code RBG. Sissy, did you hear that the Explorer Bible for Kids won the Christian Book Award this year? I did hear that, and I'm not surprised. It's our favorite Bible for readers, young and old. Featuring interesting call-outs and QR codes linking to engaging videos, discussion questions, and printable activity pages. The Explorer Bible for Kids is a great way to cultivate lifelong faith and Bible reading skills from an early age. Engaging full-color designs, Fun facts, timelines, photography, and more will help your kids see the Bible as real and exciting while understanding this life-changing truth for themselves. The Explore Bible for Kids was designed to help kids place God's Word in the middle of God's world. Choose from five amazing cover options today at LifeWay.com. Use code RBGCSB for 40% off. Go to LifeWay.com and use RBGCSB for 40% off. What about you? 
I mean, I think I would have to say Hopetown, our little version of a summer retreat program where I get to live for seven weeks of the summer and watch, I, I should know how many college kids we had. I think we had 15 on our total staff. So like 11 college kids just pour their hearts into mm. second through 12th graders. And um, we had a lot of kids from Covenant School this summer, which was such a gift. Just, I mean, not only Melissa, our director, does all the Bible teaching, as we've talked about before, and her teaching is so incredibly rich with kids. And so not only that, hearing them share their hearts, but also just playing. I mean, as much as we talk about anxiety and worrying kids and all the different things, the importance of being out on a boat and laughing and dancing in the driveway and, you know, so many different things. One of the girls who was at our all-girls middle school camp said, I just had no idea how much this would be a place of hope and healing for me. Mm. And that hope and healing, I just clung to it all summer long. And, you know, counseling is, we love our work and it is slow plotting work. And to see the movement that happens when you get kids away and in a short period of time. It's just, it's just such a gift. So the whole summer and also I'm glad to be done. <laughs> tired, but it was a great summer. Of course you're tired. Yes. There's so much good labor happening mm. in that place. Wow. I spoke at a church on Sunday here in town. A little eight-year-old boy came up to meet me at the book table and he was like, I went to Hopetown this summer. Said, you did? He goes, I love that place, and I love those people. Oh, that's so sweet. Great endorsement from an eight-year-old boy. So sweet. Y'all are doing good work in that place. Thank you. We missed you, but we're glad you're back in Nashville. Well, I'm glad to be back in Nashville. And we got some And you have a little bit going on now, don't you? What's happening in the next couple of weeks? Well, doing crazy interviews today and tomorrow, and then I go, our dad turned 80 over the summer, which I can't even believe, my Bob Goff, not the author Bob Goff, but Kathleen and my Bob Goff, and we are going on an Alaskan cruise. I've never been on a cruise. Have you ever been on a cruise? One time. Where'd you go? Disney Cruise. Oh, that's so you fun. You would love that cruise. I need to do that, yeah. But I've wanted to go on an Alaskan cruise. Oh. I'm, I can't wait to hear about it. I'm so excited. So that and I get home at midnight on Saturday night. And then Sunday <laughs> afternoon, we have a launch party at my sister's beautiful store, K. McCarthy, for the book. The new book, The Worry-Free Parent. And then it's launch week. So interviews all week, plus recording the audio book every afternoon, which I'm super excited about doing myself. And then that Sunday, <laughs> we leave for the tour, the live podcast tour. So I can't even believe that sequence of events as you're saying it out loud. I know. It's like getting in at midnight the next morning. Like you have such a full few weeks ahead of you. Yeah. But I'm but so excited really about them. Oh, I'm so excited about them. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about this book. Well, I've got thank some you. questions for you. Okay. Can we That's jump very, in there? Yes, totally. But I'm going to ask questions back. Okay. Well, I want to know first and foremost, why did you want to write this book? Well, probably a lot of conversations I have that are very similar to you. I mean, we know from a statistic standpoint, we are at one in four children are dealing with worry and anxiety, one in three adolescents. Girls are twice as likely as boys. When we talk about grownups, we are at a one in three grownups statistic and women twice as likely as men. And so it is rampant yes. among our culture. And like we've talked about so many times, I think in these Three decades for me this summer, almost three decades for you of work, counseling kids and families. We have never seen as many parents who feel as defeated, 
who feel as frustrated, who feel like they are quite honestly losing it in terms yes. of anger way more than they intend to, who are in tears in our offices. We've never seen as many parents who are in that place. And, yeah. you know, like we both do, I think when we write a book, it is based out of how can we help? What are we seeing the yes. most and how can we help? And and I had one conversation with a mom that I think was a real light bulb moment for me. And and this mom was really anxious. I mean, it was just sitting with her in the room. It felt really palpable. And she was here to get her daughter in. And I tried to, as graciously as I could, say, you know, I think it would be really helpful for you to see somebody too and and do the work alongside her. And she said, I have a limited amount of resources and I have a limited amount of time. And so I want my daughter in, as any good parent would do and think. I mean, of course she felt that way. And I said to her, which is the reason that I wrote this book and the reason we're talking on this topic now is we firmly believe the best thing you can do for your kids is to do your own worry work. Yes. Yes, yes. Down. And so if you only have a certain, we all only have a certain amount of hours in the day. If you only have a certain amount of dollars in your counseling budget, start with yourself. As hard as it seems, like you always talk about the oxygen mask. Absolutely. We can't help the kids we love until we put ours on first. Yes. And you know, the other thing I think about that we've talked about before a long while back that is a good reminder thinking about Sweet Owen, when I was mm. training him to be a therapy dog, I will never forget our instructor saying, okay, you've learned all these new skills. We spent all these months training. You're about to do your first visit. And if there is one thing I could remind you of, it would be this. And I will never forget him saying, he said, when you walk in the room, remember that anxiety travels down the leash. Yes. I will never forget him saying that and thinking, oh, my goodness, out of all the things we've learned, all the reminders you've given, that was the single most important, that reminder that whatever's going on with me is going to travel down to these little people I love, even this animal that can mm. pick up on that in me, that, you know, that's going to determine so much about the visit, how I'm managing my own anxiety that he then doesn't have to carry in a spilling over all over the place. So it's so yes. in keeping with what you're saying of the gift of doing your own work. Mm. Yeah. Can I tell you this too? Yeah. Because I was gifted uh, an early copy of this amazing book that I cannot recommend enough to you all. Like, I'm going to pause for 30 seconds and you're going to pull out your phone and <laughs> dump it in your Amazon cart or start driving toward your local bookstore right now and you can finish this podcast on the drive. But I was struck by so many important things in that book. But, but Sissy, I think that beginning section about understanding is just so key because mm -hmm. just last night I did a consultation with a delightful couple out of state and they have a seven-year-old son and here we are right now in August at the beginning of the school Ooh, year which I just think time. I know I was thinking you know August to anxiety is like what January is to the stomach virus you know it's just like <laughs> it's all over the place everywhere so good, everywhere you David. turn you yes. can see it smell it feel yes. it you know touch it and Sure enough, this sweet little guy, firstborn boy's anxiety was at an all-time high, and he had melted down the night before, said, I can't go upstairs. I need you to walk with me up there. And this is a kid who's successfully all summer gone upstairs to take a shower by himself and was mm -hmm. just losing it over going to the second story of the house, which he's done over and over. How many times have we heard that a story? A million. Yes. A million times. And what I loved was 
his mom's understanding of what was really going on. She immediately went to a place of thinking, this has everything to do with school. Like it's just stirring him up. It doesn't have a thing to do with the shower. Mm. It has everything to do with all of what's going on inside of this little guy. But the meltdown was so central to the shower but there was something underneath yeah. that that was fueling that. And I just love the way you walk parents toward that kind of understanding all mm-hmm. throughout. Otherwise, what could have happened easily, what I think does happen is we just over-discipline the behaviors. Yeah. You know, they could have seen that as rebellion, non-compliance, opposition, all these different things, even like he's just stalling the nighttime rituals, which sometimes kids will just do. But his wise mom, because she's been following you on Instagram and reading a lot of your content knew there's something more. This behavior is communicating something. So so glad. I just can't get that book in enough parents' hands. I'm so excited. Thank you. David, you know what I hate about cooking? When I am doing everything right, but my food still sticks to the pan, it's so frustrating. It sure is. But that has not happened since I started using my Green Pan cookware. Yes, Green Pan has changed my life in the kitchen. I love that I can finally cook without worrying about chemicals and toxins getting in my food and nothing sticks. That's because it's ceramic cookware. Ceramic cookware doesn't emit fumes when cooking, conducts heat evenly, is super easy to clean up and allows you to cook with less oil or butter, making the foods you cook healthier. Green Pan introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware. They're the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. And I know you guys can't see this right now, but Green Pan cookware is beautiful. I think that's what Connie likes most about it. We cooked salmon recently and it was effortless using Green Pan. I didn't struggle to pry my food off the pan. See, my problem solved. So toss those plastic pans and upgrade your cookware with Green Pan. Head to greenpan.us and use promo code RBG and you'll receive 30% off your entire order, plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, that's 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code RBG or they won't know we sent you. David, I love that candle you're burning. You seem to always have a great candle burn. I am very aware of how room smells. When you've spent over a decade with a 75-pound Labrador Retriever and two teenage boys, you start (laughs) to worry that your house smells like the inside of a gym bag. I would imagine so. You know what I wish we'd had for the last decade? What? That Puro Air Purifier we now own and use all the time. I love my Puro Air too. Did you know that indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? Yes, I lived with two teenage boys. I can 100% (laughs) testify to that. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Gases from a preteen boy? (laughs) I'm dreading when my nephews start making those gases. Just you wait. Thankfully, Puro Air uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Thanks to my Puro Air purifier, I feel like I can breathe again. Check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 
One more time, getpuroair.com. Check it out now. What would you say are one or two things that you hope parents take away? What do you hope happens when they read the book? Well, you know, like all the things that we do together, I mean, I think one is I want them to have really practical tools they can implement immediately in terms of helping with their own worry and anxiety. And the cool thing is you say so much that kids learn more from observation than information. If we learn these tools for ourselves, and then we're practicing them in front of the kids we love, then they're going to catch on too. And we can use the tools together. And so I hope there's a lot of practical information that parents can start doing immediately. And, and in both places, you know, it's like the other anxiety books, it's broken down into understanding help and hope. And I want parents practically to start with an understanding of how anxiety impacts kids. And so I talk about five, well, we can talk about in the next episode, but I talk about five different parenting techniques that we're seeing arise out of how parents are responding to their kids that I think are in fact, and let, please hear me say this really graciously. I think they're doing more harm than good. And I saw evidence of that in some kids this summer. We can talk about that next time. But but I think understanding where it's coming from, how it's impacting me so we can change it. And then what are some really practical tools? And even more than that, no, in addition to that, I really want there to be a lot of grace mm. woven through every single page of this book and a lot of hope. And I think even saying early on about parents getting angry more than we've ever seen them, I really believe, and I think you would agree with me that at this point, a hundred percent of the time, I think parents who are angry and losing it regularly with their kids are doing so because they're anxious and they're anxious because they want the best for their kids. Yes. So they're screaming on the way out of the door to school because their child's been late five other times and they know this is going to carry a Saturday school and they know there's something that Saturday that matters a lot to the child. And so they're screaming because they want good for their kids. And I think even when we can just pull back and see that, when we can stop and have a moment, here's a spoiler. When you can have, we love code words, when you can have a code word that you say in that moment that you feel it rising up in you, and it gives you pause, and you can pull back and ask yourself, what is it I really want in this moment? As you're paused, which my guess is, probably your guess is too, David, it's something really good for your kids. Yes. And when you can get back to that wanting to be who you want to be as a parent, rather than, I think, the self-hatred spiral we spin into that only makes us more anxious, more frustrated. And and one of the things I talk about in the book is the way we talk to ourselves will inevitably spill over into the kids that we love. And so yes. when we can back up, give ourselves grace, and come back to a heated moment, we're going to have more grace to offer the kids we love too. And then we can use these tools and we can work through it in a way that is constructive rather than damaging. Yeah, that great hope of yours that it's woven with grace. I can confirm you accomplished that. Thank I felt you. it. Thanks, I felt David. it so much. And and it's part of why I'm so excited for parents to grab a copy of this. You're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna experience that grace and they're gonna experience the practical that you hope to. It's full of practical content. You won't read one chapter in until you have an opportunity to implement some things. In fact, last question would be, how does every chapter end? This is one of my favorite parts of the book. Worry-free takeaways. Yes, every single chapter. Yes, trying to give as much boots on the ground as we can. Okay, so speaking of that, I want to hear one thing, and we're going to 
by the way, we have three more episodes on this book, and we're going to talk about understanding help and hope. And it's going to be, we're going to give some good takeaways just in the podcast episodes. But right now, what takeaway would you give parents that has helped you this summer? What's something you've been doing? I would say one of the things that I have been doing with consistency that I have loved and I'm going to commit to doing for the rest of my life is I have been praying the serenity prayer, Mm. the full serenity prayer. And we tend to know the first part of it. I think most people know that God grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, the courage to change things, the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. But I've been praying the full. Mm. I heard that recommendation from a a great podcast I listened to when an Enneagram One, which we both are, talked about the importance of doing that and Mm. and have been doing it for uh, two years now. And it is so restorative a practice for me. So I do it on the daily. I love that. Dave. Yes. Maybe we can link to it in the show notes so everybody I can see it. I would so recommend it. Mm. Yeah. I love the second part of it as much as anything. Wow. Yeah. What about you? Well, I, you know, camp is, my time is not my own <laughs> at all. And um, it is, and with all these things coming up, I think I have, just felt like there's been more on me that is distracting me from my my real job in the summer, which is running a camp. And so, um, so I have gotten up. I think I've talked about that. I feel like I have gradually gotten up earlier and earlier in the last couple of years. And I, I think mostly because Lucy started waking me up really early every morning. And I have been. I've really intentionally guarded time in the mornings to just have space to do to read, to pray, to do nothing, to play solitaire sometimes on my phone or my computer. I mean, just, I just, I need margin or I am the worst version of myself. Talk about angry. And I can go there so quickly if I don't have margin. And so I think there has been something about really intentionally creating that margin more this summer that has kept me in a really different place, which I'm so grateful for. I love that. Well, more worry-free tips coming your way in the next few weeks. And then after that, we are re-recording. Tell me what we're doing. The Ages and Stages season, which we are so excited about. So much has changed since so we much first recorded that season. And we felt like we need to lean into all the new things that boys and girls are facing in these different stages of development. So we're coming back with a brand new season of the ages and stages and we're super excited with parents in the trenches again which we love from the last season and experts to help speak some truth into those things we can't even we can't even talk about how excited we are about the people coming we we're losing our minds actually we we can't even believe some of the people who have said yes yes to doing this just stay tuned Did you love today's episode? If so, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Send a quick text or email with the link to the show. Join us next time for another episode where we'll bring you help and hope on your journey of raising boys and girls. 